this time of desperation And all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe In this broken generation dark you help us see there is only one salvation we believe we believe we believe in God the Father we believe in Jesus Christ we believe in the Holy Spirit and he's new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that he conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And he's coming back again. We believe. So let our faith be Thank you. You may be seated. Uh, greetings to the people who are worshiping live stream with us today. Miss Catherine, I think is going to take you going to take the kids for children's church. That'll be fun. While she's doing that, let me say a couple of words about our um, Ukrainian offering today. 
uh, every year at annual conference, one of the things I love about being a United Methodist is we're a connectional church. So there's 600 and something churches in the North Alabama conference. And what, what we're doing is what they're doing. And we're all coming together for annual conference and we're getting our combined offerings and we're sending them to help Ukrainian refugees. And we're doing this through the United Methodist Committee on Relief. So 100% of every penny that we give goes directly to help those refugees. And every year at annual conference when we have our worship service together, we worship with United Methodists all over North Alabama, uh, we always have one special thing that we give our offering for so that combined we make a big difference. And, and this year it is for Ukrainian refugees. So. When you come up and, and take Holy Communion in a little bit, and as you walk by, then uh, that's where your offering will go to when you drop it in that basket. And make sure you grab one of the little Ukrainian flag hearts so that you can remember to pray as well. Um, we pray for the people of Ukraine. We pray for uh, our own church family and our own needs in our own country. and. And we have so much to pray for. We have so, so much to celebrate, too. If you have a prayer request or if you have a celebration, let us know. We want to know about it so we can celebrate with you and so that we can pray with you. Will you join me now as we go to the Lord in prayer? And gracious God, our Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day you've given us. Thank you for all the good ways that you, that you show that you're with us. And one of those ways is, Lord, through our, our generosity. And, and we, we give our time, we, we give our talents when we help our children and help teach our children about Jesus during vacation Bible school. Uh, when we give our, our physical effort, when we, when we go kayaking and, and try to be a good influence on our youth. Uh, and, and God, we also give our finances not only to our local ministries here, but to ministries around the world because we have Christians that we are connected to all around the world because of the Holy Spirit who came on the day of Pentecost, that Sunday that we celebrate today. Pray your blessings on the gift and the giver today. In Jesus' name, amen.
Our praise band does a great job, don't they? I love them. I love them. We have, um, we have two passages of Scripture we're going to look at today. One is from the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. And then right after that, we'll do a reading from Psalms, Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15. You can follow along on the screen or on your Bibles or on your Bible app on your phone or just, just listen. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. As the scripture is said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. And this, and he said this about the spirit which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no spirit because Jesus was not yet glorified. And then Psalm 92 verses 12 through 15. The righteous flourish like the palm tree, and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. In old age, they still produce. They are always green and full of sap, showing that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Okay, I have some, something important to say today, and I want you all to help me do it. So I'm going to count to three, and I want all of, all of y'all, including those who are worshiping uh, by live stream, I want all of y'all to say with gusto and verve, happy birthday. Can y'all do that? Yeah, y'all could do that. Okay, one, two, three. Happy birthday church <laughs> that today is Pentecost Sunday and I, look I wore the only red thing I could find this morning so that's why I have a tie on I'm not I'm not like super formal or anything this this morning but uh, today is Pentecost Sunday it is traditionally what we celebrate as the birthday of the church the day that we read about in Acts chapter 2 where 120 believers were gathered together in the upper room waiting for the promise that Jesus said he would send to them after he ascended into heaven and the Holy Spirit came and shook the whole place where they were and a rushing mighty wind blew through the breath of God and, and cloven tongues of fire came upon their heads. And, and when I was thinking about the place being shaken, I think about uh, like a soda, a bottle of perhaps Diet Mountain Dew. And, you know, you shake it up like really hard and then it just spews out when you open the top. And that's kind of the way it was on the day of Pentecost because they were, the place was shaken and then they, they came out onto the streets. The believers came out on the street and, and there was a huge crowd of people from all around the world who had gathered there to celebrate the Jewish festival of weeks, a, a harvest festival. And the people from every nation around uh, looked at him and said, what is going on with y'all? Why are you acting like that? Are you drunk or something? And Peter stood up and said, no, we're not drunk. It's just nine in the morning, which always made me think, come back at nine at night. And it may be a different answer. But anyway, Peter goes, this is what the prophet Joel spoke about. You know, the prophet Joel said, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh 
and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And the miracle on that day, on the first day of Pentecost, was that everyone from all nations all around the world heard the good news in their own language. Whatever the language they spoke from their native country, that's what they heard the good news in. That's what they heard Peter's first sermon in. God made sure that everybody, everybody could hear the good news in a language they could understand. And God's still doing that today. It may not sound the same for one as it does for the other, but here's the thing. As we say in the South, the Holy Spirit was poured on all y'all. Okay, if I'd been writing this, I would have said all y'all. What the prophet Joel said is young and old. All flesh, Jew and Gentile and Roman centurions, male and female, and that was big and important. Even gender diverse people like the Ethiopian eunuch, servants and free, and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, everybody. I'm pouring out my spirit on whosoever. I'm a whosoever, you're a whosoever, all God's children are whosoever's. So this happens on Pentecost. The cool thing about Pentecost is it has its roots all the way back in the Old Testament. It's connected to a festival of the harvest. It was 50 days after the Jewish Passover. And it was when people would bring the first fruits of the wheat harvest. And they would offer it to God. And they would offer those first fruits like saying, is, and this was symbolic of what, what they were offering. They were saying, God, all of creation belongs to you. And we're offering this to you as a way to recognize that all of creation belongs to you. All of this wheat belongs to you. And we're just recognizing it. We know that it doesn't really belong to us. We're just being stewards of it. And so we're offering it back to you as a sign of that. And so on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon all the people. And Paul says in Romans 8.23 that we have the first fruits of the Spirit, you see? You see the connection there? The Holy Spirit is like God's way of saying, you all belong to me, you're mine, and I'm giving you the first fruits of the Spirit as a sign of that belonging. So we're all God's children. Pentecost is a way of God saying, along with all creation, you belong to me, you're my child. Romans 8, 16, Paul goes on to write, Our spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that we are God's children. God gives us the first fruit of that spirit, and we bear witness that we are God's children. And because we are God's children, God wants us to flourish. Several years ago, we were serving at another church in they had, we, we just celebrated our high school seniors graduating by having a brunch and doing the things that we do. At this other church, instead of having a brunch, we had a banquet. And um, it was kind of a sit-down banquet. And the church presented each of the high school seniors with a Bible. And, and we had a meal. And, of course, they had the table set up with the pictures of, you know, from the time you were a baby all the way up. All those embarrassing pictures, you know, up to the time of their senior portrait and all of that kind of thing. Um, But at this church, they had another kind of tradition where they would take a microphone and they would go from table to table 
and they would give every parent the opportunity to say something about what their hopes and dreams for their child were going to be, their graduating senior. And what I remember most about that evening was that every single parent said just about the same thing. They all said something like this. Well, I just want them to be happy. I want them to be happy. And our kids were little at the time, and I remember thinking, yeah, I've got kids, but I'll just bet that's not all you want. Because, you know, I mean, they could live at home in mama's basement and play video games and eat Cheetos and probably be happy, but you probably want more. Your hopes and dreams for them are probably more than just being happy, right? Maybe they were finding it hard to put into words, but I think what they really wanted to say was, I want my child to flourish. I want them to flourish. Flourish is the word that the psalmist used to describe God's desire for God's children in Psalm 92. And that's why I'm putting that together on the day of Pentecost. Flourish, if you look it up in the dictionary, it means to grow vigorously and to thrive. And the Hebrew word in Psalm 92 actually means to blossom profusely. To blossom profusely like a palm tree, the psalmist says, like a cedar of Lebanon. And I look, I don't know much about that. I don't know much about palm trees and cedars of Lebanon. When I think about blossoming profusely, I think about knockout rose bushes, right? I mean, we've got, we've got red ones and yellow ones at the parsonage. And man, those things are just boom. Just they blossom profusely, don't they? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, in the wintertime, you can cut them down almost to the ground. And then in the springtime, it's just like, bam, there they are again. They blossom profusely. So God wants us, those who have received the first fruits of the Spirit, all of God's children, to blossom as profusely as knockout rose bushes. Or as profusely as whatever you can think of in your life that is profuse in its growth you might be thinking kudzu is more relatable to you than knockout rose bushes or johnson grass or you know bitter weed i'm, I'm just saying but i like knockout rose bushes john 15 8 jesus says that the father is glorified by this that we produce much fruit much fruit you say, well, Pastor Sam, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be, and I don't know if I can blossom profusely these days. But here's what's cool about Psalm 92, 14. The psalmist says, in old age, they still produce fruit, and they're always green and full of sap. They're always green, and they're always full of sap, all the way up to the time that the Lord... To be always blossoming all the way up to the time that the Lord takes me home. That's what God's dream for me is. That's what God's dream for you is. Does that sound pretty good? Sounds good to me. To flourish. So, I want to kind of ask you a personal question on this day of Pentecost, children of God. Do you feel like you're flourishing these days? Have you even stopped long enough to think about it? 
You see, that's God's desire for us is to flourish. And it involves the Holy Spirit that God has sent to us. And Jesus compares the Holy Spirit uh, uh, as to rivers of living water that flow from within us. It always makes me think of an artesian well. You, anybody know what an artesian well is? It's, um, it's, it's a well that goes down into a, an aquifer. And, and you don't have to have a pump or anything to get that water to, to spring up out of the well. Because the natural pressure from, uh, from the aquifer makes it just bubble up to the surface. In fact, in Jesus' day, they put a rock on top of it. They'd roll a stone on top of that well until they wanted to bring the sheep up and water the sheep or something like that. And they'd roll that stone off water in the land where, where Jesus lived was the, was the difference between flourishing and languishing, right? Water where we are today is the difference between flourishing and languishing. The living water of the Holy Spirit is the difference between you and me flourishing like God wants us to or languishing because we have our light hidden under the bushel or we've got some kind of stone of guilt and shame or some kind of way that we're quenching the Spirit in our lives. What keeps us from flourishing? Well, I think of flourishing as being the, the us that God creates us to be. If we're a knockout rose bush, then some of us are yellow rose bushes, some of us are red or whatever I think it has to do with God wanting us to just embrace the us he created us to be in order to do that we have to embrace something and we have to let go of something because sometimes uh, the me God wants me to be uh, kind of gets interfered with by the me that I maybe pretend to be Y'all know what I'm talking about? The, maybe the me other people want me to be. Um, if you want to know something about that, ask a preacher sometime. It's just like sometimes, you know, you kind of feel like you have to act like a preacher, you know. Um, one of my favorite quotes by Carl Jung is this. He says, the world will ask you who you are, and if you don't know, the world will tell you who you are. There are plenty of people around that will tell you who you are. So you've got to know who you are and embrace who God has made you to be. Everyone else has got an agenda for you. I got news for you. They've got an agenda for you. We have to let go of all of that and embrace our inner GPS to know which way to go. In our Bible study we just finished up on Wednesday, we've talked about our inner GPS. And that has to do with our gifts, our passions, and our style. The Holy Spirit comes and gives us gifts. Not all those gifts are the same. Not everybody has the same passion. Not everybody has the same style. But when it all works together, then the church functions and the Holy Spirit blows across the land. Jesus came and died and rose again and ascended into heaven, sent the Holy Spirit so we could blossom profusely so that we could discover the Spirit inside of us. 
that water flowing up, that love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control blossoming in us. I want to leave you with one more quote before we celebrate Holy Communion together. And, and I, I don't know where this came from. I just like it very much. It says, Jesus does not come to rearrange the outside of our life in a way that we want. He comes to rearrange the inside of our life the way that God wants. As we come to the Lord's table today, we remember what Jesus came to do. And Lord, help us to let go of whatever false counterfeit self is keeping us from being that unique, flourishing us that God had in mind all along. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And he said, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. And likewise, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks to the Father and he said, drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many for forgiveness of sins. Drink this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's pray. A gracious God, with thankful hearts we come to your table today, realizing that none of us are worthy to sit at table with you, but we kneel, Lord, and we know that you have called us and you have made us your children. You have given us the Holy Spirit which bears witness with our spirit that we are your children. So Lord, as we come to this table today, we pray that you would pour out your spirit on us again. Pour out your spirit on these gifts of bread and wine and make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, even as we are the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Holy Spirit on this day of Pentecost, make us one with each other and one with you and one in ministry to all the world until you come again, Lord, and we receive the fullness of the fruit of the Spirit. Until you come again, Lord, empower us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to invite those whoever's helping me to serve. Mr. Jacob to come today. Body of Christ given for you. Body of Christ given for you.
of Christ shed for you. Just a couple of reminders as we come to the Lord's table today. Everyone who is here is, is welcome to come at the Lord's table. You don't have to be a member of this church or a member of any church. All you have to do is to be here and have a heart that's hungry for God. Also, I want to remind you that if you have trouble kneeling, it's our custom to kneel at the altar. If you have trouble kneeling, just, just, just stand. It, it won't be any big deal. We'll serve you. And don't forget our uh, offering for Ukraine in the baskets and take a, a heart with you as you come. Now, won't you come now to the Lord's table?
rise and go in peace and may the peace of Christ be go from this place, I want you to carry the image with you of a knockout rose bush, okay? That's how God wants us to bloom profusely because of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Amen.